welcome to another episode of india independent films podcast uh, this is uh, me rahul desai uh, i run iif as a blog and we have a, um, a, a new podcast today that uh, i have with my friend and colleague the wire film critic uh, tanul thakur you can uh, obviously we are going to be talking about family man season 2 today which stars manoj bajpay and we discussed manoj bajpay's career last week which was a very enjoyable discussion um uh, we we got a lot of uh, uh, I, i'm in mileage for that particular podcast i'm glad a lot of you listened to that uh, so obviously we're going to talk about why we talked about manoj bajpay now because uh, uh, season 2 obviously has dropped on amazon prime it's available you can read our reviews on film companion and the wire respectively um and uh, let before we go on to discuss uh, family man season 2 just a one one line about the series uh, the hero is the same the villain is new the hero is obviously shikant tiwari who works for uh, the task force uh, as um, uh, for the indian government and he is obviously a secret agent but uh, it has obviously moved on from season 1 Uh, where you know he had problems with his wife and it's it's a balance of his domestic life and his professional life it's no more a secret like it was uh, uh, in season 1 his wife knows what he does uh, and he it starts with him working in an it company and obviously before it's uh, not a long time before he rejoins the task and the villain is new this time obviously we have uh, uh, you know samantha akineni was the big name uh, they chose from um, down south to play um an ltt soldier um called um what what is uh, raji yeah yeah raji exactly yeah called raji and uh, she's a sleeper cell based in chennai uh, soon you know they cross uh, their paths cross and it's a matter of time before uh, uh, obviously um, um shikant tiwari and his team is on uh, uh, their tail so um again it's nine episodes long it was 10 episodes in the first season uh, we're going to get into the nitty gritties of the season but the first thing that i noticed obviously uh, you know uh, season 1 released in 2019 uh, i think tanul really loved season 1 i was uh, i yeah. really liked it but i don't think i was nuts about season 1 i still saw a lot of teething issues there uh, and you know the funny part is it's completely the opposite this time because i think i really liked <laughs> and tanul has been a little <laughs> yeah. uh, you know a little cautious about his love here uh, yeah. for season 2 so yeah. let's, let's start with you tanul and you know what you sort of i mean your first impression of the series and how you yeah uh, went yeah i was hmm. i was about to come to it like uh, i thought i'll probably address this sometime later in the podcast but yeah, i mean it makes uh, it makes sense to sort of set the ball rolling right away yeah so i mean i wanted to say that like you know even after having liked season 2 in 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 some considerable breadth i would say i'm still in the minority which is so fucking infuriating because <laughs> i really want to be in the batch more times uh, than not as i've said uh, to be uh, to uh, to be in the minority or the majority of having loved something because i mean first is just uh very really selfish at the level of uh being a viewer i mean mm. uh, it, it it always feels great obviously to watch something that you wholeheartedly love and then you sort of given our professions are such that you go out there and endorse and the second is is, is obviously again a slightly professional uh, sort of a reason which is uh, the fact that like when you love something it obviously automatically i mean the piece writes itself and it just it's and that's how i function uh, uh, mm. i can say that like i mean uh, most of my pieces that i enjoy writing are of the films that that i've loved I, it, sometimes it's it's an odd case that like a film 
is bad in a nuanced sense that you want to really split hair and sort of like analyze the hell out of it. And then that also results at times in interesting prose analysis, whatever. So yeah, I mean, this time I was like, ah, okay, whatever. It's 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 uh, it's less of an enjoyable experience over the level of writing and and watching the show. Anyway, uh, coming to the to, uh, to uh, my feelings about it. So I mean, I'll, I'll first go back to the first season and the reason that I loved it so much was obviously yeah. I thought I mean, the concept was just brilliant. Uh, this, and then we've spoken about it uh, the last time as well, briefly, and uh, that really uh, uh, blew me away. And I've always, I have a real soft corner for for pieces that have good element of humor uh, uh, to them or a good element of surprise. Uh, Family Man Forces had both, and I remember, I think my mind started to blow towards uh, the third and the fourth episode where I was like. I mean, where they, uh, you remember where they had that twist uh, in that episode yeah. called Anti-National. Where yes. this, I, I, and 2019 was the first time probably where we were watching something uh, that was uh, uh, something that was very blatantly challenging the status quo and these kinds of uh, bizarre uh, uh, ideologies, vicious ideologies that uh, our country has been shackled by over the last seven years at least I mean so openly and because I mean if you see uh, all of the big stuff this Patalok and all of that came much later of course there were Sacred Games uh, in 2018 uh, mm. but I mean Sacred Games was still a novel and all of that uh, although its first season as you know was decently done uh, so so you know it is, a, it is a combination of everything I mean this is a fantastic blend of humor some great suspense uh uh, the, the challenging, as I said, like the status quo and all of that, and it was just such a great concoction. I mean, the, just this metaphor for, I mean, um, uh, metaphor for work, uh, or or a metaphor for being workaholic as a way to sort of uh, avoid uh, some deep seated issues and 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 things like that, just spoke to me very on a very personal level, and there were a bunch of. Uh, uh, thing. So, I mean, I was really blown away by the, and I, I mean, uh, the technical ingenuity, that crazy 10-minute uh, uh, single take, right. uh, I think in the fifth episode, uh, a bunch of things, I, I was blown away. I, I, for me, it was uh, uh, obviously by far the best uh, uh, Hindi uh, web series of the year, and almost, I think, with Son Chidi, I'm, I'm still conflicted. Uh, <laughs> I would probably, like, uh, rate it as uh, the best uh uh, Hindi fictional piece of the year across formats. I mean, yeah. with Sunchidi. Anyway, so so coming to this, um, uh, the second season, uh, for me, I had it took some time for me to get into the series. I mean, I briefly mentioned in the review, but I'll just uh, reiterate some of the points that you know. I mean, there were a few things that I that I did not find as a viewer uh, a, a smooth sailing for me. You know, I mean, uh, Sochitra was played by. Uh, Priya Mani, uh, fantastic mm. performance in both the series, just brilliant actor. Uh, I was not very convinced by the fact that what is this, uh, what is it that's plaguing uh, her marriage? What is it that's holding her back? Because at the end of the first season, or I mean at the start of the second season, as you said, we find out that, you know, he's joined uh, uh, an IT company, he's spending mm. time with the family and all of that. That was her, uh, obviously very rightfully, her main concern in the first season. That really, like you know, had held the uh, series together and was one of the reasons uh, for the for some of uh, many comedic and also very uh, poignant moments in the uh, right. in the series. In the second season, I 
I did not really buy it. Uh, that what was a problem? Of course, I don't expect a show or a film uh, uh, to to uh, lay everything out for me uh, in 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 like uh, really expository scenes. Of course, I don't. But uh, I do need something else. I do need something else to hold on to. Uh, apart from just the fact that this character is being a bit whiny about you know, obviously she does things. She goes to the therapist and all of that uh, with with uh, Sri Kant and everything. but uh, i really never got a, a a good convincing reason that uh, uh that this is the problem so i thought there was this link uh, that for me uh, as a viewer was missing second was just i mean uh, there's this small scene which i just found was uh, was pretty ridiculous where uh, you know this pakistani major samir and mm. uh, this guy uh, this head yaar i'm forgetting his name who's in uh, the head of uh, tamil rebels who's in london uh, yeah. deep Uh, no, not Deepan. Uh, was it? No, no, I forget. Whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I hmm. the yeah the viewers will understand. I mean, anyway. So I mean, you know, this uh, these two people they meet in an open area. I mean, these people are supposed to be like you know these top notch. I mean, uh, if not secret a- a- agents, then I mean they are like uh, heading these massive uh, 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 operations, and uh, that are I mean, uh, and, and and they know that they uh, they are wanted by the Indian government and all of that, and just even I mean uh, internationally, uh, their reputation uh, as, as as sort of like rebel leaders or as like chief of uh, you know or or with close yeah. ties with. Uh, a country's intelligence unit and all of that meeting in an open area like uh, literally a few feet away from a raw agent who sort of uh, photographs them then shows it to shrikant's boss kulkarni played by dalip tahil and that's where sort of like you know uh, 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 the dramatic wheels sort of take off and and then they figure out acha they are there i i found that really contrived i i thought that was really unconvincing i'm like you know sometimes uh, a scene is made so that you have to justify something i mm. thought that uh, you know in uh, and and that's the thing right like in any other season perhaps in any other show or in any other film uh, perhaps that would not have been such a big deal for me you know it's not as if, uh, this is a make or a break detail it's 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 it's, it's one of those things but it did uh, like you know it was there with me for a bit even that minimum guy thing i liked it it was uh, so the minimum guy uh, is is a reference to shrikant's boss at this yeah. it company and 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 this guy is always bullying shrikant and all of that he's this 28 year old ceo whatever anyway uh, so i mean that also i enjoyed it but beyond a point i was like okay uh can we uh, move on in the sense that like you know this is a little cliche for me so hmm. so these things and 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 the, and the fact that i knew that you know uh how this thing would end that he's either going to quit or slap well he does yeah. both uh the same <laughs> thing with uh raji's uh, harassment and everything once you start so i i could just see some of the designs in it and again mm. as i said it's uh, it's not a deal breaker at all of course uh, had it been I, i would not have loved the show uh, but uh, you know it also like it's it's it's, it's a bunch of things there. like it's it's one of those cosmic things that you uh, that happens uh, happen when you start watching something it could be because of you know your biases good or bad your expectations uh yeah. almost all of it subliminal or latent and stuff like that so it i took some time uh, and uh, uh, although i must say that even with all these things there were things that i was enjoying in the first three episodes and all of that but i i still thought that something was missing 
and uh, but when Shrikant joined Stars, which I just thought would happen, obviously it 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 was just that the show was trying everything to delay it as much as possible or whatever. Uh, so maybe uh, that was also one of the things that that I I just I I obviously won't call it dishonest. It was just something that I thought that like you know just just say what you want to say and and just come to the point in uh, as much. Uh, straightforward sense as possible, yeah. uh, but once they did that, um, I really started to enjoy the show. I thought it was it was uh, quite quite well done and uh, very very enjoyable, which we'll come to like later. Uh, and uh, but again, one of the things <laughs> that again didn't work for me, which is which yeah. is not related to the second season, but is like just related to the show in general, is you know when. It ends with like uh, this foreshadowing of the third season with uh, yeah. this guy who looks like a Chinese, probably a Chinese spy or something, and there's a coronavirus outbreak and all of that. See, I, you know, it's 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 something that I thought while I was watching uh, uh, the when the second season started. You know, it and it's not the fault of the makers. I would say it's not anybody's fault. In fact, it's perhaps my fault as 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 an audience member uh, or or whatever. Uh, but it's something that is uh, very inherent to the DNA of the uh, of the show itself, which is that. You know, uh, it's uh, the way I read it. It's it's a bit torn apart, or it's it sort of stands in some sort of a no man's land between uh, these two stories, right? One story is this beautifully uh, random sort of almost quote unquote a random story of a family and its troubles, and it's it's just this such an ingenious conceit where uh, this guy has to like hide uh, what he does for a living and. Uh, his identity itself is a problem, and all of that. So the and that really gives you so much scope for, I mean, humor, surprises, a, a, a lot of, I mean, you know, <clears throat> I didn't expect uh, this sort of a moment. And then and something that is of course very very unknown to not just Hindi dramas but just spy espionage dramas in general. Uh, now the second part is so so this uh, one part is this very family slash. Uh, uh, confused uh, humor thing that's going on. But the second part is really focused, uh, and I, I think that sometimes it's a bit too focused, and it feels a bit chapter-like to me. So, okay, the first season, uh, what is the chapter? The chapter is uh, ISIS militants and the ISI operatives and all of that. Okay, first chapter. Second chapter, what is it? Okay, LTT, uh, and like uh, the, it's it's collaboration with ISI units and all of that. What is the third chapter now? I don't know if they'll make a season on that. Uh, probably or probably not. I don't know. Now, what's the third chapter? Oh, COVID crisis or like a Chinese spy or it, it just feels a bit neat to me that like acha is bar ye kara ab ye karenge ab so it it I don't know <laughs> it's 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 not a, again not a deal breaker or not a major source of an annoyance. It is at best a quibble, but it's still there at the back of my uh, mind, and I'm 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 constantly thinking how you will how they will sort of like. Uh, not just do the balancing act between these two very different stories, but also how will they go about it in future, so that it feels uh, less contrived to somebody like me. And obviously, they don't give a fuck about one person's expectations. And and obviously, it's it's not uh, it's it's not really important in the larger scheme of things. But I I'm 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 still thinking about uh, uh, the the pulse of the series and what the uh, what its future holds for it. But anyway, coming back to uh, uh, the the second season it was it, it was pretty mathematical for me in a sense first episode mm. didn't work so much then i started to get into the heat of things and i thought it was quite cool uh, rahul you loved it so well why do you yeah. not 
start your faucet and uh, it would be nice <laughs> to hear yeah <laughs> no absolutely like about your few quibbles that you had with season 2 it's very interesting because uh, that that the entire thing that you felt like it was a chapter wise obviously so the entire point i obviously got was that you know season 1 has a certain novelty uh, that is uh actually inherent to a lot of first seasons of a lot of shows right like whether yeah. conceit is a uh, part of the beauty can i can interrupt for a second yeah. i am very sorry can, can i interrupt yeah. you for a second yeah yeah sorry another thing you know that was a big problem not a big problem again but uh, is definitely more of a quibble it's it's it's, it's not a trivial thing uh was that you know i loved the whole deal about musa in the first season i thought there was this beautiful bit of surprise there is this uh this isai chief or like whatever a big shotted isai who is bit of a of a seductive sort of like a a knife uh, seemingly knife figure in a hospital you know there was another element of surprise that had me hooked and i genuinely like i'm a sucker for those uh, oh wow i did not expect it and it happens with me uh, a lot because i'm particularly dumb when it comes to these things when it happens it doesn't take a lot for a series or a, or a film to like a uh, 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 surprise and delight me and i i thought that, uh, that was something that i really appreciated about the first season as well that it was really well rounded with respect to the portrayal of 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 villains and all of that in this case i absolutely adored uh, uh, raji uh, who's played by uh, samantha kinanian we'll talk about uh, that in a bit but apart from that you know it's just but uh, even in her portrayal i wasn't surprised by anything i uh, that she would do or she wouldn't or things like that or whatever that element of surprise was greatly there with musa and all of that and even with the whole uh, the sri lankan folks uh, sorry i mean the the the, the, the tamil rebel folks uh, it wasn't much uh, an element of surprise to what did that was also like something uh, that was a bit of a problem for me uh, uh, when you compare uh, the first and the second season now of course there's, there's the question of how unfair it is to compare and all that but that's different thing sorry i interrupted you go on no no yeah i get it totally like that that whole novelty factor and that element of surprise yeah. obviously as inherent to most good shows uh, in season 2 once and i like the fact that you know it does seem chapter wise i was thinking myself during while watching season 2 that uh, okay the first uh, is afghanistan pakistan isis a lot of things they've dealt with in the first uh second they've gone south to you know sri lanka and uh, the ltt and uh, you know the exile and so obviously the third has to be another south asian country and which which i was pretty much expecting china so the thing is that's when you realize as a viewer that it's become a bit of a franchise right like i mean even though mm. we don't like to label a lot of uh, things we really get into or love as franchises the the fact is that shrikant story or the family man in general uh, it, it will obviously remain the same and he will uh, uh, keep having different opponents different enemies so to say so i mean in that sense it's a very mission impossible sort of thing the only or a james bond yeah. sort of thing but the only difference is that shrikant's progression shrikant's own progression because it's called the family man his personal progression is continuing to be linear and coherent like what he was in season 1 was a certain <clears throat> level season 2 he is either evolved or his family is like uh, falling to shreds in another way so like it's a continuity of season 1 uh, as far as his family is concerned and i like the fact that they're keeping it linear like in that sense like in season 3 for example they will obviously drop mentions of uh, season 2 and the, the entire sort of shootout they have in the end of the deaths that they suffered in season 1 or you know the task force whatever few deaths happened 
so the thing is i like they're not totally separated from each other like it's it's not like completely episodical like a sitcom in that sense so uh, you know obviously that the novelty wears off in season 2 is very obvious because uh, the, the first two episodes where he's still working in the it company they could have obviously resolved in one episode you know it went on for yeah. two episodes uh I, because you know they obviously were trying to establish at the same time the rise of a new sort of enemy uh, and the task force without shrikant at the uh, same time so uh, you know I, i i i thought the first episode was a bit problematic in the sense that i remember watching it and not understanding a lot of what is happening uh, because i don't like the way they uh they 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 sort of tied in the loose ends of season 1 the climax right in delhi in the chemical yeah, factory yeah a bit of a dampener Yeah. given that ended on a cliffhanger uh, given that <clears throat> that was supposed to be a cliffhanger that led into season 2 that was bit of a cop out like in the sense like ek to flashbacks mein they didn't really edit it properly it somehow didn't come across so i was left asking questions as to what exactly happened but it was resolved in such a you know such a matter of fact way and the, the the thing is they've left it to the character's trauma saying oh shrikant was so traumatized by the moral uh, uh, you know the moral fallout of the whole thing and he couldn't handle the way the government sort of uh, labeled it to be an accident so he left the task force and decided to lead an ordinary life and the other two obviously were injured and left the task so th- this whole thing of the protagonist suffering from trauma because of what happened in season 1 wasn't very well depicted in the first half of Uh, episode one of season two. I think that was not very well, uh, uh, you know, uh, done at all. And, and and I was actually waiting for it to get past it and get on with the business in season two because in the end it really didn't matter what happened because in the all of them really joined back except for, of course, uh, Zoya who's who was wheelchair ridden in uh, season two, <coughs> so she could take part in this season. So you know, I I didn't like that. part in in the beginning of this season but once it sort of found its way once amanta was you know introduced as raji in chennai uh, you know uh, sort of laying low and you know suffering sexual harassment from her boss and from people in her commute and then suddenly sort of you know breaking out to be this very feral sort of agile almost animal like uh, uh, you know soldier that was trained and one of the best commandos of the ltt i thought that was a very sort of even though it wasn't surprising i decided to sort of look at season 2 on uh, as its own sort of animal you know like as its own beast because yeah. uh, because there was a lot of comparisons comparisons going on in my head in season in the first two episodes and i felt like that was really sort of distracting from what was happening within the episodes or within shrikant's own arc and i, I get that the marriage became a little irritating in season 2 but the fact is that you know uh, the fact is whatever happened in season 1 between suchi and her colleague and uh, and the whole lonavla thing and you know it is weighing very heavily on season 2 i like the fact that the children were given more leeway the the daughter uh, was almost a primary role in season 2 so that whole evolution from 1 to 2 even family wise as well as professionally where sort of obviously shikant rejoins the whole task force and you know uh, uh, a charge of a new sort of battle against a new enemy I really like the fact that they evolved without really letting go of the scars of season one, or without letting go, without without totally treating it like a, a separate sort of uh, universe that happened. And so, I mean, I also knew that there was no other way to go for something like this, you know, because there is only yeah. the only way to go for 
effort is like for Shrikant to uh, uh, resolve certain issues, get annoyed with his family, uh, his daughter, his family and his, uh, you know, his family and his job to collide finally, which was never going to happen in season one. And that was the beauty of, uh, you know, enjoying that previous season because, the, you know, it, it is really leading a double life in the most amusing and tragic way possible. And in season two, uh, obviously the fact that I liked the way the writers brought it together, you know, like uh, putting the daughter at the epicenter of it, getting an old enemy back, you know, the whole ISIS angle back, getting uh, the, yeah. you know, uh, uh, the, that general back who is again operating from London, just like, you know, Bhaskaran, whose name obviously we forgot earlier, was also yes, operating Bhaskaran. from London. I, I you know, I, I felt like it was cleanly <clears throat> done in that sense and I love the fact that you know, uh, uh, Samantha's sort of villain, so to say, was the uh, face of what was happening in India, in Chennai, in South India. Uh, uh, and, and you know, it more or less, I think the reason I was underwhelmed by the first season because was mostly because of how the last episode was designed and the way the climax sort of played out, right? Like, I thought there was no larger plan. Mm. And I thought that if anger was a bit of a cop out and I didn't like that because it was really leading to something good and I felt it was a little incoherent what was happening in the chemical factory. There were a lot of, uh, you know, sort of cross wiring happening uh, within the last 20 minutes of season one and I thought like it wasn't planned totally. And But the thing is, season two was entirely planned. They had a proper climax here. They had a proper like a massive, massive, like a brilliantly short like last you know that long take that they do in the in the last episode yeah. of this season at the hangar at the airport and I, I really felt like it all came together they learned from their mistakes of season one and that sort of uh, you, you, it gave me a feeling that the show was also like growing up a little in that sense and put up put apart uh, put aside the tricky politics which obviously is very difficult you know given the entire uh-huh. Tamil situation given the amount of uh, controversy that it's already generated before it released also, I still think they did such a fine tightrope balance, you know, because anyone who doesn't to just randomly jump on the outrage bandwagon will immediately realize there is a lot more nuance uh, to what you see on screen. I felt like constantly the establishment was still the villain in this season as opposed to the you know, opposed to the task force and the LTT on both sides were actually two sides of the same coin and there was good and, ba- good and bad in both of them, which is as much as you can ask for from a, a fictional yeah. show, which is as much as you for, from a show that doesn't take sides, but at the same time never shies away from sort of admitting that the system breeds monsters and the system breeds loners like Shrikant, like the task force, because there are so many parts in in this season where so many of the task members I doubt what they do, what they are doing. They, they, you know, because anyways, Shrikant had quit due to a moral issue. Anyways, uh, uh, Milind had quit due to a moral issue. So a lot of them, you know, sort of are dealing with the consequences of them joining back and sort of having to deal with the politics of the Indian system in this. And and that was beautifully sort of depicted even by, uh, you know, Seema Biswas's role as this P- uh, Prime Minister Basu, who's such a dead ringer of obviously Mamta Banerjee. Uh, and I thought that was really well done, even though it was done entirely indoors, entirely felt like a separate universe, the same way the a lot of a Bhaskaran and the general's uh, portions were shot in London. And sometimes, as you said, unconvincingly, because they met in the open and they were planning a lot of things in a typical spy sort of espionage manner, which didn't really work. But I felt like the prime minister portions were really 
smartly done because she had obviously Vipin Sharma playing her sort of secretary general, which remind his role and that whole tea gag, the drinking tea gag that happens throughout oh, season two. So good. He so like good. there it, is this uh, entire thing happening between him and the old tea thing. And I loved the <laughs> and it kind of like reminded me of uh, uh, Scam nineteen ninety two. You know, uh, then I we had like this very brief uh, uh, chat about her that uh, I don't know if you, if if you noticed it or something. Scam nineteen ninety two also has this whole tea and coffee metaphor happening throughout, and it is I think uh, I realized it only much later. So much so that I I wasn't even convinced enough that I I didn't uh, include it in my review. But you know it was. It was insane. It was just a detail that's hiding in plain sight. So anyway, so yeah, I mean, uh, sorry, yeah, I interrupted yeah. again, but like, yeah, the, and I love the fact that they did not overdo it. Like, uh, uh, the, the the his whole tea thing was just, I mean, five or six scenes spread across, uh, and that was great. Anyway, sorry, yeah, continue. Very, I felt like it was very like subtly done because I didn't catch on to it till like much later, <laughs> and then I was, Achha. you know, I was actually noticing that it reminded me of that running gag through. baby if you remember of of murli sharma uh-huh. playing a secretary the minister there and he sort of uh, every time akshay kumar's character comes he sort of uh, uh, you know he, he's intimidated and he gets slapped or there is some running gag he in baby which reminds which, yeah 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 which pin sharma's thing totally reminded me of and and the way he went about it here and he has such a terrific poker face in general so like yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. like but by himself in this series so i felt like they got such a such a lot of details right that there was never really uh, uh, for me sort of a deal breaker throughout this series though i totally understand if i was going to look at it the, through the prism of how much i enjoyed the first season yes season 2 yeah. you know uh, would play out a certain way in my head but the the thing, it did help that i forgot a lot of season 1 like when i watched season 2 i made it a conscious yeah. attempt to rewatch season 1 because before that because then it feels like watching a Uh, film and it's uh, l- like watching a south indian film like the way i watch arjun reddy and then watching kabir singh the next day itself and it uh-huh. was such a so uh, annoying <laughs> as a viewer also especially when it turns out to be problematic or bad that even i didn't want to take a chance with a good show also because it would then get lost in a lot of in my head at least relatively it would get lost in a lot of comparisons that were happening because uh, if you notice they followed the same format in season 2 even action scenes wise or is even yeah. design wise like in season 1 they had this like uh, even the way she can sort of uh, is on uh, is at the school principal's office when shit goes down in uh, in bombay and when the criminals when musa and the others escape into the slums uh, uh, he's all, he's at the principal's office and he's on the phone getting messages at the same time here yeah. also when uh, sort of bhaskaran's brother escapes in chennai he's again on the phone but here obviously he's working in an it job but he's getting updates from jk throughout so a lot of the there's formats a, are just repeated there's a uh, lot of deliberate echoing between the two seasons which i loved i mean uh, it was just uh, like if you remember in the first season the baramulla people uh, helps uh, saj help sajid uh, escape uh, like the shield sajid from uh, this guy srikant the same similar thing happens in uh, in the second season when uh, the villagers of tamil nadu uh, shield uh, the tamil rebels people uh, from uh, srikant team and all that a bunch of other examples yeah very rightfully stated yeah, something exactly. I, i very very much like in this the mirroring yeah. was excellent like done Yeah. like you know you can 
मिस्टेक इट एज अ फॉर्मुला सेइंग अरे यार ये तो वही रिपीट कर रहे हैं तो व्हाट इज द पॉइंट इट बिकम अ फ्रेंचाइज बट द थिंग इज देव डन इट वेरी इंटेलिजेंटली यू नो इवन दो सो मेनी थिंग्स आर रिपीटेड लाइक इन द सेंस लाइक देयर अगेन टू वन टेक एक्शन सीक्वेंसेस देयर आर अगेन लाइक यू सेड द सिंपथाइजर सॉर्ट ऑफ रिक्रिएट व्हाट द बारामुल्ला सीन डिड इन द फर्स्ट सीजन एंड देन यू नो द वे शी कैन फाइंड्स आउट अबाउट सर्टेन थिंग्स इन दिस शो इन दिस सीजन इज एग्जैक्टली रेमिनेंट रेमिनेसेंट ऑफ व्हाट हैपेंड इन सीजन 1 but again you know it still gave the season its own individualism its own identity obviously that a lot of it is to some very good writing very solid filmmaking as usual from raj dekha and you know new director supan varma but uh, you know there there's so much to appreciate in the fact that despite running over two seasons despite not putting your protagonist at the dead center of every scene in the show they still get so much right because there were a lot of portions in this season where manoj bajpai is not to be seen for a good like 10 15 minutes you know you are going from yeah. suchi you are going from uh, samantha you are going from jk most of the time jk had a massive role this time also because he was handling yeah. one side of the Uh, uh, this thing so i i really like the fact that they did not overdo uh, manoj bajpai's sort of arc shrikant's arc in this season they let it na- uh, follow natural progression did not shy away from taking him away from the action uh, when his daughter gets kidnapped he has to go back to bombay and resolve like and sort of uh, uh, avenge an old uh, enemy so to say so i really liked how it all fit in and the writing sort of was almost marvelous in how effortlessly it it gets it resolves all the political and all the social sort of echoes without really uh, compromising on you know shrikant's personal uh, uh, journey yeah absolutely and it's uh... and before we go uh, uh discuss the show further given the fact that uh, you mentioned baby there's this uh, one line that i want to share with uh, all the listeners of the podcast uh, folks uh, whoever uh, of you are tuned in i just want to say one line baby is a shit film baby can go <laughs> fuck itself sorry i just had to i just had to put it out there i i really hate that film i'm sorry <laughs> anyway moving on uh, from that very dignified note uh, what what else are we talking about rahul uh, uh, when it comes to the family man any is is there anything specific like, uh, that like that you want to sort of go into because there's a bunch of things yeah like there there are a bunch of things like let's before we move forward let's obviously address the few criticisms through through obvious criticisms uh, the rant the controversies that it is going through right now like obviously samantha's brown face is the top of the list uh, uh <laughs> you know and uh, w- what did you feel about that and what is your take on in general this sort of filmmaking tool the way indians use it yeah it's it's, it's interesting and uh, we did have like a brief chat offline about it uh, a few days ago anyway uh, so it's you know it's 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 conflicted like uh, i mean i'm conflicted i would say uh, although uh, uh, okay let me try to unpack it in uh, as much of a decluttered way i i, I can mm-hmm. all right so now i don't have a blanket rule on say ki uh, you can't brown face a character you can't black face a character you can't do this that no i am not also in the same camp uh, who say that you know priyanka chopra should not have played mary com uh, or uh, i mean if you go by that then should they have uh, actually casted uh, a, a sardar in uh, to play uh, who do you call it uh, ranveer kapoor's character in 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 rocket singh uh, like i am not in those camps like you know actually i i i am not in any camp at all when it comes to these things i it is it, it's really very simple i i see it on a case to case basis 
and i would my only hope is that i hope to be consistent throughout what i feel is when it comes to a character you should get the best possible actor irrespective of the background irrespective of their skin color or whatever to i mean obviously i mean it's it's a little complicated you can't get a white man to play martin luther king for example obviously so i mean uh, uh, please take whatever i say i'm not as blanket statements but as nuances embedded in it without uh, me having to explain it because it's it, it, as i said it's a huge thing so yeah. uh, coming back uh, so i i, I don't uh, approach it as like acha ha theek hai this is how the world is and this is how everything in the universe including all the arts uh, should conform to it i think that is a very very parochial uh, parochial and a very misguided mindset a uh, very very narrow mindset that uh, that result in a lot of these bizarre criticisms that we often often see about about uh, films or web series which often come from one of these delhi sort of like uh, serious political journalist i mean most of them have very little idea about uh, about films have very little idea about how difficult it is to tell a story and all of that and the way they opine on films is just so fucking infuriating because they claim a moral vantage point uh, uh, while diluting all nuances and it just almost sounds so authoritarian and it sounds such a school teachery hectoring uh, thing that i tune off instantly most times they absolutely have zero merits anyway so that's there now coming back to uh, whether uh, uh, to answer your question whether whether a character should be face washed or not again it depends on context it depends on on the nature of uh, uh, of the washing <laughs> of the said washing and uh, and how it uh, feeds into the role and the season or the series or the, or the film uh it was definitely a problem in bala because i don't need to spell that out yeah. uh uh ranveer singh in gali boy for instance i did not have a problem is slight annoyance but like he was just so good in that film that i i i was fine now in this case uh as 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 i was telling you uh, a few days ago i to begin with i did have a problem and here how i rationalized it now i uh but unlike many people i'm very very okay in like accepting my uh, like mistakes and all of that out in public so i'm not saying that like you know i have figured out i'm still figuring this out as i literally uh, frame this answer uh but i i i will say that i did have a problem and the problem was precisely i was trying to understand why that was a problem for me because the first most are most of our reaction are gut instinct something works or something doesn't and then you try to understand okay why does this not work what's happening here all right so i mean um so akineni's brown face was definitely a problem and because i just thought that it was distracting me from her uh, from her role to begin with because it was just so out there and then it and, and but then there was another part of the brain which said that like you know i mean you also need to be true to the uh, to the um, uh, to the skin tone say of the like you can't have as uh, a, a, a cocky of a caucasian skin tone to play a tamil rebel obviously i mean that's a a, a, a bizarre example but like uh, just to put things in context so obviously i mean uh, and you can't obviously ha- have samantha akineni uh, who's fairly i mean who's fair and all of that uh, playing like a tamil rebel in her uh, natural uh, uh, skin tone and all of that although i really haven't studied i mean what is uh, what is the gradient screen skin color gradient of the ltt rebels and all of that i'm sure there is uh, some scientific way uh, 
through which you can uh, uh, make it like less obvious because I mean I've seen photos I've read books about like uh, uh, Sri Lankan civil wars and all of that and there you just they're people and and they look like that with Samantha because I had like uh, I I knew how she looks uh, how fair she is and things like that and, and and then so there was this one part of the brain which said that like you know I mean I'm just concentrating on her on her skin tone and it is distracting me from a very a very which looks like it'll develop into a very good performance this is all in first season now the second part of my brain was like uh, come on don't be so naive like you can't have samantha play the role in like you know uh, in her natural skin tone and all of that and but then uh, then the other part of my brain said that like you know then why make uh, why cast her you know like and that's my uh, uh, biggest worry and I'll, 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 uh, there's another counter to it which is uh, like which i said i don't have an answer although uh, uh, like whatever so uh, uh, so i mean my whole thing is that if you have to markedly alter an appearance of an actor while retaining the physical contours or or the facial contours of the actor which is to say distinguishing it from something like a benjamin button or a park kind of a prosthetic scene yeah. where you you can recognize the character but that character looks so markedly removed and it looks so much of of a paint job done uh, to which makes me think that why take this character uh, why take this actor at all in the first place why not just uh, be a little more authentic in uh, in uh, uh, casting that's one now the second point is which is what makes it really confusing uh, not confusing complex is that you need somebody like samantha <clears throat> somebody who is a star somebody who plays quote and quote good roles like mani ratnam had casted manisha koirala in dil se uh, yeah. that like you know when you give uh, good actors quote and quote good actors or actors known for playing positive roles uh, heroes or heroines when you give them the role of a baddie our uh, allegiances automatically shift we no longer see those people as villains and mm-hmm. that's the point and and obviously i mean uh, uh, the film furthers it with some excellent uh, writing and some absolutely incredible performance by samantha akin and which obviously also complicates and muddies uh, the brown mm-hmm. face uh, uh, face issue so as i said i don't have a yes or a no answer i was bothered yes uh, but uh, from the second episode onwards i was absolutely i shelved it aside and uh, i was like this is mm-hmm. fine for me but it bothered me enough to write uh, samantha akinani as a brown face samantha akinani in parentheses but then i thought i had to like you know i would mm-hmm. rather I, i would have to explain it and all of that my review had already become become very long <laughs> so i took that out but uh, but that was uh, the long and the short of it uh, i would like you to comment on this of course uh, but more than uh, but once you are done i would like to hear your uh, views on uh, the criticism of the show in particular uh, 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 people talking about uh, the show being islamophobic which was really surprising to me again uh, but uh, with a last name like mine i tend to be a little <laughs> cautious in making these blanket pronouncements so both of these things please start with samantha and and i would like you to address the criticism yeah, i mean uh, being an upper caste uh, gujarati brahmin uh, <laughs> i think it's totally in my place to speak about all this also right now uh, no no same here yeah, yeah. to be a gujarati in general uh, but yeah sure uh, the samantha one no, as you said i think you put it really well because uh, look like the problem with sort of not the problem but you know one of the 
responsibilities of sort of you know uh, having a say in the discourse of hindi film or indian film in general and being a film critic is that you most of the time have to have an opinion on these things whether you like it or not you know and uh, yeah. more often than not this will like as much as we try to sort of avoid it in a pre release uh, sense which it was there and it was a lot of people talking about it obviously we were waiting for the show to drop to get better context of it and i'm glad we did that because you know as you said very rightly while writing the review when you write a brown face samantha akineni is there a reason to write it or not like i faced the same conflict while writing my review too like i was going to put it in parenthesis saying her brown face Uh, uh you know sort of wears off within the first few episodes but i didn't find mm. a reason to do that because that is actually taking away from her as you said incredible performance and it is also taking away from the fact that after the first episode after her first episode it stopped mattering you know like her skin yeah. tone her color her because of the performance because of the context because of who she was in the series it stopped mattering obviously you as a like we as critics are obviously wondering that oh what if they had left her usual sort of uh, you know fair skin tone that samantha is known for uh, would it have still been a problem yes it's difficult to explain why but it still would have been a problem because samantha has act has sort of uh, uh, sort of created a certain perception because of the role she's played in mainstream tamil cinema all these years and she's known to play certain roles and because of that there is a certain perception from the audience that is attached because she's mostly played a lot of manic pixie character she's acted in a lot of lighter films uh, you know a, a lot of us saw her first time only in super deluxe which was actually the first sort yeah. of big tamil film a lot of people in bombay also watched because of the hype that accompanied it so even there she was so fair so there's a certain perception you love so you cannot actually cast a star of the tamil film industry and Uh, knowing that she has a certain sort of look and a certain sort of glamorous perception uh, so to say and and then sort of expect her to pull off this role because then that would have also equally been a distraction so a lot of people who are having problems with the face here are actually uh, sort of looking at it at in a very superficial sense saying that okay this is not the actress this is not how the actress actually looks her skin color, her skin sort of tone has been darkened for this and we refuse to get past this because this is a problem uh, with the you know the gaze of the filmmakers or the you know or the uh, it it actually uh, cast a statement on the way the film sees uh, women and so to and a lot of other things so a lot of people refuse to get past that you know when they see that uh, her skin is obviously of a different color and i i think the fact that we gave Uh, the entire obviously nine episode there's there is no way an actress a lesser actress could have carried off that uh, uh, physical change uh, you know uh, at a very superficial level and still gone through with the role for nine consecutive episode i think she did a fantastic job and it did not worry me the same way ranveer singh's uh, sort of did not worry me after a while sure it felt odd to see him because we know how he looks in real life we know how he looked in his other films it feels odd at a very superficial level but if you give the actor performer the film a chance the, the script a chance to to sort of uh tell us why they've cast this person and why they made this person look like this i think we can actually come to sort of an agreement with a lot of uh, the smarter filmmakers that do it and i think raj and dk are right up there when it comes to that there is not there is no it's not like they've cast a, a, a britisher 
as a uh, as a tamil rebel and made done like a ben kingsley on us or anything they are they've actually t- they, it's not like samantha is playing someone that she's not in a very uh, fundamental sense you know she is uh, from the south and she's playing a, a character that is associated with the south so you know whatever superficial changes that happen after that is purely up to the filmmakers and it is a creative decision so i think you put it very well and that is exactly what we also go through when we see such uh things on screen now as for your second question which is obviously far more exasperating to address uh when uh, you know even as film critics or uh, as you know uh, as uh, commentators of uh, the culture we are in it just look i i'm aware of the criticism that you know season even season 1 got and season 2 is getting that it is islamophobic because they have actually brought back the uh, the islamist extremism uh, element to join forces with uh, the ltt and you know sort of cast the ltt as uh, all out terrorists and all but i totally absolutely disagree with this because these are people who refuse to go nuances if you notice this most of the criticism are coming from people who are not even in the film circle who have nothing to do with film criticism or uh, film writing in general these are people a, a, a lot of criticism coming from people who are uninitiated in the entire uh, uh, experience of watching uh, an indian show or of sort of immersing yourself in a, a, a good indian series or a good indian film so a lot of them i mean they, they are just radical opinions that are not very different from the characters they think they are commenting on because uh, like if you think about it like uh, the, as i said earlier there is not really uh that there, there is actually a good and bad in all the elements all the people that we are seeing all the fractions so to say are that are being uh, depicted in this series there is and as far as i am concerned if you want to really look into the nuances of uh, family man it is very very subtly anti establishment in its own way and a lot of people who are saying it's still pro government and it is still like uh, anti minority it is still sort of terror, you know it is still dehumanizing the tamil uh, rebels and uh, you know the isis and the pakistani it, it's just one of it's it's a very simplistic very ridiculous reading again as you said earlier it comes from a certain section of uh, you know commentators in this country that have more to do with cultures and social sort of uh, and, and you know are, are neither are film journalists nor are uh, re- really uh, sort of anything to do uh, you know with the entire family man ecosystem so i'm not saying that nobody has a right to comment on what they find is problematic in a series but these are clear conceited eff- sort of concerted efforts to uh, sort of drive the gaze away from uh, say the 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 obvious Uh, the obvious appreciation that a series like this is getting to present uh, uh, an obviously uh, contrarian view for the heck of it most of the time because i find absolutely no merit in the fact i did not find anything that was uh, uh, you know sort of uh, islamophobic in this show i do not know what they mean of course you you'd go back to the stereotypes of how the general is shown in pakistan in london and who's trying to sort of Uh, uh you know manipulate the ltt into believing that the indians are against them or they they've destroyed they've uh, killed they've assassinated one of the leaders which is you know which is purely fiction and it it works beautifully in context of what the show is trying to say what is the broader picture the broader picture is that in the uh, in the uh, in the politics of the the show that in the politics that is happening in the show right from the top right from the uh, pm basu seat and the fact that she really wants to make a statement and meet the sri lankan 
prime minister and at no point is even the sri lankan prime minister humanized or in any way sort of Uh, sympathized with you know the two ministers the two prime ministers are actually shown to uh, to occupy their own universe and everyone else is uh, sort of like orbiting around them and the the beauty of season 2 is that most of them realize that they are orbiting around them and they feel the uh, you know it's almost self defeating to work in a system like that uh, the the self doubt that shrikant and his task force members suffer throughout is is in fact the opposite of you know islamophobic or anti tamil or anything that a lot of controversies are uh, facing the show and it's the same uh, with as as you know even that scene you mentioned in your review Uh, uh, about uh, Samantha's character and uh, 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 you know and uh, one of the uh, the ISIS, yeah 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 uh, the Kashmiri Sajid guy uh, <clears throat> you know who's who sort of uh, carries forward from that lovely scene where you know on a drive they talk about Kashmir and Sri Lanka at the same time that that actually says so much about like at the same they aren't humanizing them in any way but they are actually depicting the kind of Uh, uh the, the, how there is no sort of black and white to anything that we see on screen because these are literally people missing their land and who are who have obviously gone off the deep end who are absolutely obviously radical in their own way but they are no different from a lot of people that are actually uh, you know are the protagonists of this series so obviously coming back to your point i i think there's absolutely no merit and it is it has more to do with the ego of a lot of commentators who want to have their say about the show fair enough uh and uh, is there anything else uh, that we should talk about that we are not uh, that we haven't i mean obviously it's, it's such a long show and such a enjoyable show uh, uh so that uh, i'm i'm just wondering uh, i mean is is does something specific come to your mind that we should address i mean i know i can talk like the next 30 minutes about how much i enjoyed shareb hashmi's performance you can talk for the next 15 minutes about that single yeah, take and all of that but but i'm just trying to just uh just i'm trying to figure that uh, if 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 there's something that uh, uh, that we ought to talk about uh, but uh, we haven't perhaps uh, addressed uh, I think these two things were, you know, top of our minds actually, and you know, given the discourse around, I think these two things were important to address, at least from our personal point of views, what we feel. And I think, you know, it's, I mean, uh, uh, other than that, I felt like obviously there are so many great things to talk about. Why don't you go on about Sharena, Sharay Bajpayee's performance? Because as a, even as I said, <laughs> I think he's given, he's actually uh, given a. far more meteor role in this and with a proper arc and one of the best scenes of the series for me was obviously the yeah. hospital scene which which could have gone you know wrong in a lot of other shows and a lot of other films yeah. but i really teared during that scene here because that that whole uh, body cop sort of thing that uh, started in season 1 really reaches its culmination and 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 does uh, you know and sort of really uh, gets me invested in their relationship this series Yeah, I mean, I I just uh, I just thought it was just incredible. I I I was quite surprised how much I liked his performance. I think uh, I mean uh, some disclaimer is in order. I think I just have a lot of lot of fondness for Shahrukh Hashmi as as an actor. For instance, uh, when he appears in Scam 1992 in the first opening minutes, I'm like, "Acha, Shahrukh Hashmi is in this show, great." And then when he's just not there, I'm like, "Guys, come on, get him back. I I want to see him." So yeah, I mean, uh, obviously there is there is some uh, inherent fondness for him. I quite liked his performance in the in the, in the first season as well. 
but i just thought he was really good in the second season maybe again because it's, it's just so specific to an individual a viewing experience was that whenever i thought something was not happening uh, uh, like when the show was kind of struggling to sort of find its rhythm and voice uh, for me uh, in the first three episodes as 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 uh, i spoke about earlier in the podcast it was it was shalim hashmi that, that would just steer the show back uh, 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 for me and and i very much liked it because i very much liked uh, the first season of the family man so uh, so that was a, was a first striking thing that for me a mark of a really good actor and that that's just not acting the the uh, that has a lot of things that has acting that has to do with screen presence that has to do with the way you subvert the expectations of an audience within a scene the way yeah. you sort of like carry a scene forward your your basic magnetic presence or just presence and all of that so the moment i start missing a character in a season is uh, is 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 an indicator for me that uh, that performance is really working for me whether it's a villain or whether it's a positive role or things like that in this season i sort of started to miss uh, hashmi's performance with an intense hunger and wh- whenever he would appear he would just be so mm-hmm. natural i mean it's just so beautiful to see an actor not just in his elements but to be in his elements in the most uh unobtrusive way possible that even if you say switched off the camera he would just be like that because he is like that but boss that is acting right and uh, and i just love i mean I, i have a lot of fondness uh, uh for humor and especially characters who can who can sort of like you know just bring that so seamlessly we spoke about uh, bajpai's uh, excellent knack for that in the last episode uh, yeah. and uh, i've beginning to like uh, uh, think uh, that could be influenced by my viewing the family man but i still think that hashmi has, has like a very very uh, a, a natural comic talent uh, timing uh, so and and there was just several scenes i thought i mean there is an excellent scene that you talk about uh, the hospital scene which could have been like really schmaltzy and all of that right? it's, it's not then i loved the scene where like you know it's uh, uh, this guy um, Milind, Milind is a cop, na? Uh, yeah. Not the cop, like the task officer who is like whatever. Yeah. So uh, uh, Milind wakes up uh, uh, in the middle of a night, uh, probably from some nightmare and all of that. Goes to like uh, uh, one corner of the of the house where they are in, and uh, Sharif Hashmi comes, and this guy is very worried and all of that. And then then Sharif Hashmi just asks him a line, "Sab ki." and he's like hum kya kar rahe hain like mein what are we doing in life uh yeah hum kya kar rahe hain and then charvash is like matlab kal ya fir in general <laughs> I, I, you know he has just you know there are great big uh, uh, heart stealing or scene stealing thing right just these little things that he does and i think it just struck me it just came to me now that the reason i like sharib hashmi so much in this uh is that the whole um uh, the language of thinking about a scene or the language of uh, uh thinking about a film itself or a piece a dramatic piece i think hashmi's language complements or is just fits in like a hand in glove with raj and dk's language now raj yeah. and dk have an ingenious knack for humor i mean i, I would put them like top, in top 3 or top 5 at top 3 for sure in yeah. among hindi filmmakers who just that's so good i mean you know i would highly recommend uh, uh, rahul i don't know if you've seen it i guess probably not uh, have you seen his first movie flavors rajan dk's first film it's, it's a really small indie uh, it's it's, no, it's about these two or th- i haven't seen huh no i okay. it, 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 
okay okay it 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 revolves around a bunch of uh uh, uh desis in the us and it's uh, a bit of it i'm pretty sure is inspired by their own experiences because they uh, both raj and dk went to uh, uh university of michigan and harvard and all of that then i think they were in the us for quite some time they worked there and, and then returned mm-hmm. to india and everything so 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 the flavor is actually like uh, you just see everything like the, it's very much a slice of life drama slash comedy whatever uh but uh, but i i i mentioned that sir only because and then we have obviously seen their 99 go go agon and all of that so i mean um, it's just to find humor in mundane is something that raj and dk do so well and i think in shareb hashmi as an actor they have just found somebody to just you know let go of their very very eccentric side like there's this one scene in uh, uh, episode 6 i think when they are going after raji and all of that and and this guy just stops and sees like a man who's brushing and spitting in open and he's like yeah maila and it's just so funny because it's just so random and uh, sharihash just does these things so well but i also love the fact how he changes gears like even in the in that milan scene if you talk about uh, where like uh, um, uh, he's saying that you know uh, what do you mean what will happen to us uh, tomorrow or in general and then he sort of like gives like a, a quasi impassioned spiel about like uh, the the importance of task and the importance of what they do and or in that adilan adan tujhe hua kya that bar scene with manoj ashpai he kind of like shuts him up abruptly and then goes into like slips into like a mini dramatic monologue i i i, I love these things about about the role and the way uh, hashmi brought them to life i just thought it was very versatile very uh, uh a uh, very kooky in a sense but also very straight laced very status quoy or very systemy but also pretty subversive on its own a bunch of things that uh, that were happening and for me whenever hashmi appeared on screen it was difficult for me to predict uh, what he would do or what he would say and, and which i think high praise for somebody with whom we have spent some 15 to 18 hours uh, you know uh, and uh, uh and and then especially to do it with so much of texture and so much of oftenness uh, uh just using all sort of modes comedy drama absurdity just this sense of like uh, being very untethered but also sort of like rooted i i just thought it was a spectacular uh performance <laughs> that's the, yeah i i absolutely you know voice <laughs> Uh, the same sort of feelings about Shari Bajma, and it's really nice to see sort of actors like him stand out even after so long. You know, a lot of people yeah. only remember from Filmistan, and you know Filmistan. that was technically breakout role, even <laughs> though he had done a couple of films uh, before that. You know, it took me a while to realize that he played uh, uh, Shahrukh Khan's friend in in Yash Chopra's uh, final film. Uh, yes, yes, Jab Tak Hai Jaan, of course. and it took me a while because after watching Filmistan, I was like, okay, I've I've seen the guy before, and but it's really nice that and and the same thing, you know, when I saw him in Scam ninety two, I was like, oh, nice because uh, uh, you know the uh, uh, the actress Shreya is already there in Scam ninety two. Maybe it's a nice little sort of uh, <laughs> a, a meta reunion happening. another very good show but uh, yeah and and the funny part is like now shreya has a cameo in like season 2 of family man and <laughs> shareb has a, like a proper shreya kind of role in this so it was it was really nice and i like that this streaming ecosystem really letting them uh, uh, live up to their potential and give and the forget opportunities you know with raj, raj and dk with filmmakers like them creators like them it's it's 
always and with with a long form series like this 9 10 episodes your every bit part matters so much and, and the fact that sharibash me actually converted his hero ka dost part from from season 1 into a proper character part in in season 2 where and there were parts when and especially the parts in the hangar where he he and uh, um where he and his uh, his chennai sort of um the the chennai cop who's actually also a very Muttu. good actor yeah Muttu. yeah 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 uh, it's the hangar and then are uh, waiting for the warrant to come and then it it sort of culminates in a shootout and sharibash me gets shot that was beautifully done because uh, for for the for the next 20 minutes of the next episode with penultimate of the last episode we are wondering if he's uh, sort of dead or alive and throughout i knew he was alive and i was waiting for the reunion scene between manoj bajpai and sharibash me because we are just such sentimental bollywood viewers mm-hmm. that i was just waiting for that yeah. entire uh, you know uh, that that male bonding sort of uh, moment to come and it is very subtly done at the same point there was no dramatics and sharibash me did not come back after that you know throughout the last episode he was absent he was just in the hospital uh, manoj bajpai just came to visit him and that's it he went about his uh, duty after that there were no flashbacks there were no sentimental sort of theatricality nothing like that so i'm i'm really glad like uh, sharibash me is really uh, being noted is more than usual you know he's a fine actor we know that and, and as you said you know the yeah. whole subversion within the scene is beautifully done i i'm i'm going to also take this opportunity to talk about like one of my favorite scenes of the show uh, and i think it's a you know it's a good way to sort of uh, conclude the conversation eventually because uh, one of my uh, like talking about subversion i i don't know i'm sure you have a bunch of scenes and even i went through a lot of scenes in my mind during this conversation wondering which scene really stood out for me and of course i love the whole series oh. but one scene that particularly stood out for me and talking about samantha kenini again uh, is that whole hero villain sort of dynamic that becomes that really stands out and jumps out of the screen in that particular scene where again you know the the, the just preceding the shootout where the uh, rebel sympathizers sort of storm the police station um, uh, yeah. and and samantha kenin is uh, raji is tied up and manoj bajpai is actually trying to get information out of her again he sort of yeah. uh, makes up that story about actually being du- present during the taj terrorist attacks and losing a baby right losing a yeah. son or a daughter or something like that losing a child during the terrorist attacks hoping that his sort of manipulation uh, uh, which he did so beautifully in season 1 to get uh, something out of musa and the other terrorists in season 1 he does the yeah. same to raji in season 2 then it, he feels like he succeeded where he's where she actually starts first of all she listens to him with a very attentive face and then she uh, uh, actually tells him her story her tragic story and her sort of origin story so to say which is very very tragic and and then sort of ends it with you know and meri kahani sachi hai and that i i really like my i got goosebumps when she said that i don't know what it was but the camera just gently cut to manoj bajpai's face and uh, who himself was so lost in her story as if she was playing shrikanth you know it was almost like the roles were interchanged and in the end she sort of yeah. act- Uh, absolutely destroyed his entire sort of persona that he keeps trying on all the uh, prisoners or in, uh, the way he interrogates them by by saying meri kahani sachi and and that really uh, that was a terrific uh, you know that was a terrific example of like performances and scenes of season 1 and characters being subverted even as we are watching them 
absolutely and you know it's a, it's a great example i mean and as you said that we can each individual like individually come up with several of them uh, but this is this, this is a particularly great example because i also very much appreciated it because it has bunch of things going on right like it has that whole mirroring thing uh, that happened in the in the first season that we spoke about earlier um, uh, in the podcast uh, in, in 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 the first episode of the first season uh, he tricks uh, musa with the story of the false story false of story about his mother now when you notice uh, i think in the first episode of the second episode of the second season when uh, shareb and bajpai they go to uh, milan's house to uh, to like sort of like you know console him pick him up and all of that whatever manoj uh, tells another story uh, about like i think a colleague or something sujoy or something in uh, uh, in northeast and all of that and there you think that and i think it's such a crit- that thing is also so critical because it 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 acts as a weird kind of a sleight of hand foreshadowing uh, which is a way to trick you uh, it's something it's, it's such a cool a dramatic uh, screenwriting trick that i haven't seen employed by many writers uh, especially in this genre uh, so you know uh, it's it's a beautiful way to play with your feelings so uh, when vachpai is sitting there uh, telling that story we are obviously in hashmi's head we are yeah. obviously thinking yaar ye banda wapas chutiya bana raha hai sorry wapas you know he's like fooling uh, the other guy and all of that but we are not in the hero's head we are not in the head from where this purported pathos comes now uh, uh, the scene cuts and they are walking down the stairs and all of that and hashmi is like ha well done you know i saw what you did there and whatever and then watchman is like what the fuck what do you mean and they do not resolve it and they really <laughs> do not resolve it and yeah. i i love that and you know i love that feeds into uh that's the mantha scene which yeah. uh, which yeah. you spoke about and then he starts talking about like his dead son his one year old dead son like the, the bachpa is such a master manipulator and then you again see that scene the set, uh, i'll i'll call the scene 2 melinda scene 1 that is again beautifully sandwiched between another scene scene three that comes later in the season between sajid and uh, this guy uh, this uh, vajpai where vajpai tells him over the phone that dude like uh, well done he has stooped down so low that you have kidnapped my daughter to like you know yeah. get to your ends and all of that and then sajid is like uh, uh, that's really rich coming from you somebody uh, who manipulated musa's mother to sort of uh, get back to me so so who are you talking about like you know please do not claim a moral high ground or whatever so so i mean it's just so Uh, coming back to that scene again scene number 2 uh, and that's obviously like the stand out scene of 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 this ensemble but i also think scene 1 and scene 3 uh, they 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 make sure that scene 2 uh, uh, stands out even more uh, yeah. because i mean there there's so much of uh, interplay i mean there's uh, there's mirroring that's happening there is uh, there is a decent attempt to show that like you know uh, these indian government people are not such well nice people after all in fact yeah. i mean uh, every story of vajpayee keeps getting worse like i mean what can be more worse than using your one year old kid as like you know whatever which again goes back to uh, the whole thing right of like how much of a family man uh, he is how much sincere of course he's just cooking a story of course he's like whatever but she can't we also understand can go to uh, uh, some pretty disturbing lens even if it is about like manufacturing a, a fictitious tales to sort of uh, get to his end and 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 then it cuts to a uh, 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 samantha who who's buying it and uh, but we are not buying it we know that he's bullshitting 
but uh, samantha is also not buying it she's seemingly buying it so i i just i just thought it was incredible the way in which our perceptions seesaw uh, 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 throughout the scene and uh, it's uh, it's it's a bit of a cat and a mouse game not just between shimanta uh, not just between shrikant and raji which it obviously is on the surface it's a cat and mouse game between the audience and the characters in that scene where you think that who is smarter uh, who and who is being outsmart uh, being outsmarted here and all of that and uh, and and when samantha uh, uh, raji says that story and all of that uh, what parts of it that were cooked up i don't know right like this is it's, it's beautiful it's uh, yeah it's, it's pretty masterful i thought like uh, yeah among yeah. many i think this would definitely be 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 on there agnya excellently put you know that the whole before and after that you mentioned what makes a particular mm. scene like none of them basically are in isolation every scene is related yeah. uh, is mirrored in some way possible from something that has existed before or happened before and as you said you know it even ties into scene 3 which which is which was uh, in the penultimate episode of the season so yeah i mean mm. th- that's exactly why i think a lot of us are so taken by the series which is what you really mentioned now which is where you hit the nail on the head according to me because uh, it really plays with the perception of the audiences and not just of the characters you know like we are in jk's head in one scene and we are in uh, shrikant's head in another and we are wondering somewhere in between shrikant and raji's head in like yeah. a particular scene which is bizarre because it's it's really unheard of uh, for for a hindi sort of uh, film or a web series to really be not immersive in in, in the most literal sense but immersive in in mm. such a literary and in in a writing sense so i i really felt like you know there there are of course a bunch of scenes that are there and i leave that to the viewers everyone has their own favorite scene of this series but yeah but i'm glad we spoke about that scene in particular because it really sort of evoked uh, a particular uh, language that family man uses that really makes it such a unique uh, narrative such a unique series in general uh is is there anything um, uh, other more specific that you would like to speak about because i'm i'm sort of really almost on a high talking about like the <laughs> about certain moments <laughs> of the series do you, you feel that adrenaline rush uh, while watching the series oh, of absolutely. course but by, by discussing it with someone who sort of uh, whether they share your view or not is not but whether someone who's so immersed in the series or uh, engaged with the series as you are is obviously another high on its own you know because this is different from how we review it right that that is when we actually yeah. have to be pragmatic and uh, you know sort of uh, uh, be bereft of adjectives and be bereft of a lot of heightened uh uh you know sort of uh, comparisons and analogies that we use while speaking and that's the whole point of writing i guess but this is nice that you know we you can let ourselves go and really speak about it with the passion that we felt while watching it yeah see and i honestly feel and i'll just make a small comment uh furthering uh, what you what you just said right now uh and uh, it's one of the reasons that uh, i mean these discussions have started thinking of late given that we started to do uh, more frequently and perhaps longer pieces this will be the longest of them all is that like you know it's <laughs> and obviously it's different from writing and all of that but what i often feel is helping me at a personal level uh, uh it's again just come to me now is that it's also started to make me think 
in different uh, directions or different ways like the sandwiching of the scene that i spoke about right like it i mean obviously it's probably there at a subconscious level and all of that but it's not there in my review it's not there in my you know whatever but it's something that like you know uh, that uh, that just came to me now while talking to you so and so now when i see something great i will remember this concept of tiered foreshadowing i'll remember this concept of this uh, this peculiar vacillating between the heads of a different characters within a same scene and also like within uh, the tiered foreshadowing of a particular uh, thematic subplot uh, so to speak so so i it's very interesting to me uh, in some ways that i also learn a lot from uh, from these uh, podcasts and that's that's the point that i would perhaps like to conclude on if not uh, uh, you can perhaps add to it is that i genuinely feel as a society you know as a culture i think film appreciation is i know i i may just sound storage that we live in a quasi fascist state or tum film appreciation ki baat kar rahe ho how first world can you get and stuff like that i get it i i i hear it but hear me as well is that i i i genuinely feel that uh, appreciation for cinema is so important and i and for that you don't need to be a film critic or you don't need to be wanting to be a film critic i think appreciating an art form because that ties into our <clears throat> Uh, earlier discussion about some of these very simplistic uh, estimations that we keep hearing about time and again uh, almost as like these uh, hot takes which kind of like sound intellectual because uh, or or they're posturing to be intellectual or whatever but at the very base of it they are so vacuous and hollow uh, on most times is that because there is a genuine lacking of film appreciation and i would genuinely want it to be extended to people uh, in the sense that like i don't know how uh, i mean it's not possible perhaps but i would like to see uh, political journalists or policy people or like whatever really engage with cinema in a proper uh, in a proper way like understand how shit gets made understand how difficult it is appreciate the small things appreciate the nuances like mm. then if you want to say that the family man is islamophobic or patal lok is casteist or pick any show or film that you probably had a concern with where you fucking just write a tweet and use that word to dismiss someone even if that uh, uh, concern is valid even if that concern is valid that is a that is a good uh, that is a point that i want to reiterate here does not mean that you reduce the sh- a show which is otherwise well made and mm. it, it's a show that has context has nuance has whatever i mean or even if it has doesn't it doesn't have all of that it at least has some insanely good technical merits it has mm. some good screen writing mer- merits this is i would again like to reiterate perhaps you can actually have like a separate podcast on this that reminds yeah. me but this is different from panning dhadak this is different from panning like you know abala this is different from panning like I'll, i just need to go to my archives and then i'll give you more examples but dhadak comes to my mind uh, you know because uh, those films they had nothing going on for them like apart from the fact that uh, this is a, uh, different from say kabir singh also uh, you know uh, wherein like there was almost nothing of value in those films uh, even if you separate like the art and the science and the anthropology and the politics and all of it uh, within a film uh, and i really wish at times that uh, that sometimes like uh, uh, the outrage factory really understands that how difficult it is 
to make a 10 minute long cut that how difficult it is to do these kinds of writing that how difficult it is to to sort of like uh, maintain some sort of a balance sure you may like or dislike something that's fine and and uh, i can uh, disagree or agree with that estimation and all that's not a problem at all the problem is this dismissal of sometimes which is a stunning artistic work very impressive artistic work uh, by disregarding all of uh, all of that that goes into the making of it and the thinking of it and all of that and to just pick out one part which you did not like uh, and i'm not even debating whether uh, i'm not even debating the merits of the rhetoric being deployed here and I'm, I'm, i'm sure like you did not like it i get it but just to reduce family man to an islamophobic that word uh, or or any other show or any other film to just one word disregarding so much of technical and artistic scientific work that goes into it is a shame is a crying shame and i really hope that which is why i feel film film appreciation is important because that same kind of analysis can be flipped back to the work of those people uh, and it could be anything uh, it could as i said they could be policy people they could be journalists they could be like whatever and how would they feel is the entirety of like uh, the 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 gruntness and the 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 ingenuity and uh, the inventiveness and all of that is stripped away and is absolutely disregarded and uh, just one thing is being picked up uh, for good reason or not and uh, and and invisibilizing wow well, i'm using the words that they use but sure invisibilizing <laughs> the, the 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 rest of the work which is not easy to produce uh is uh, is really really i mean uh is something mm. that i wish would change so yeah wow i just no, no. very unexpected uh, <laughs> excellent way to really conclude this conversation <laughs> and and i'm glad you noted all i'm i'm glad you noted that this actually deserves a separate podcast because i just noted it in my notes itself that we need Achha. to talk about genuinely as like a nice little you know hour long or maybe 45 minute long conversation of its own because i also as you know have very strong feelings about how film appreciation is in the country and how uh, it's not like it's not trying to sort of really virtue signal here or saying that we are the best and listen to us it's just about so many more things than that and how there needs to be a larger perspective we are we are not like the filmmakers who are saying tum aake pehle film dikhao fir baat karte yeah, it's not exactly. the same Absolutely. it's really not the same thing uh, we we are actually talking about something and i'm glad you actually cast a light on that and we will uh, it'll be a good uh, it'll be a good real topic to talk about which is not directly related to films but also like very important i feel uh, and yeah I, i think that's actually a perfect way to end a podcast about something like family man which is uh, which has been divisive in its own ways but also largely appreciated and largely also in a way exposed a lot of like uh, hot tech journalists and hot tech uh, like influencers on say uh, various social media platforms because as you say uh, reducing such a series to like a single word or a single keyword or a hashtag is just it's it makes no sense and yeah obviously we will uh, address it in a future podcast soon uh, yeah so i'm i'm glad you ended it like that and hopefully we will uh, that that's the end of our family man to um, discussion if you obviously have any feedback do write to any of us uh, um, either on twitter or on facebook or uh, you know to one of our email addresses uh, minus rahul no less at gmail.com tanul yours is minus thakur tanul at gmail.com 
yeah so if you have any feedback do write to us and uh, and and if you have any ideas about what what we should discuss we are opening up our horizons a bit we are not always going to talk about the topical shows so to say or something that has just released because as you know not all of them uh, are worth talking about of course a family man 2 is you know we can actually talk about it for two more hours and that's the beauty of shows like this but this doesn't come every every fortnight every week so uh you know uh, we will be talking about other things other actors other uh, dimensions of film criticism and our experiences so uh yeah so soon we'll be back soon maybe hopefully this month and uh, um, um thanks for listening and tanul thanks for joining me again thank you pleasure